Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents cool sheets from Aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am L.J. LaFura. I just got back from a class with a 17-page syllabus. And alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam. We are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? L.J., I got to say, I kind of love this college schedule that I got. Um 8 a.m.s every day, Monday through Thursday, which sounds bad, but pretty much no afternoon classes. So three classes this morning, and I'm done with the day by 11.30. Some people haven't even woken up by then. So I feel very productive. Getting stuff done in the morning definitely uh, feels pretty good. 17-page um, syllabus, though, seems seems pretty rough. Not it's gonna maddening, Brandon. This is the largest syllabus i've had since cory tolls those of you in the community our old high school will know about this guy he gave seven pages as as a soft to a sophomore course in high school 
LJ, after the show, I have to please remind me to tell you something because it's it's about one of our old teachers that I may or may not have had like a run-in with kind of the other day. So oh. out here somehow. Yeah, I will just remind me after the show, all right? And I'll tell you off the air. Um, Alrighty. Um, but first off, Brandon, we have some interesting news about the major league and minor league onions. Yes. Um, actually, very, very cool. Very good news. The MLBPA announced that a significant majority of minor leaguers signed the authorization cards in favor of the MLBPA creating a minor league bargaining unit. Um, and they, the MLBPA has formally requested that the MLB recognize this new effort to represent minor leaguers. Um, you know, you'd have to assume that the MLB is going to to agree with this. This is what a huge deal. Um, should the minor leaguers be able to have the MLBPA represent them? Um, I would love that. I mean, it looks like there's going to be some hurdles regarding um those like rookie level. Dominican leagues, like the summer leagues, because it's not in the United States. However, that's going to get worked out. But um, this would see, uh, you know, instead of there just being everyone on the 40-man rosters protected by the MLBPA, which is 1,200 players, this would jump up to more than 5,000. Um, they also announced they hired every single employee from advocates for minor leaguers as new full-time employees of the MLBPA. Um, fantastic news for the minors. Finally get a little recognition. They're not hung out to drive by the organizations anymore. Um, just, I mean, I don't see it as anything but a step in the right direction here. I 100% agree. This is a step in the correct direction. It is the right thing to do. Let's talk about some of the negatives because this makes things generally and especially for the fan base even more difficult when it comes to the products. I was a little surprised we didn't get a chance to really talk about this at the time. Very happy. Welcome it by far. But I was surprised that this got agreed to more so on the major league level because the minor league players have been pushed around for so long they haven't been able to effectively unionize and get anything done on their own their only hope is with the mlbpa however you know you look at the uh, situations that the major league players have had going on where constantly we keep hearing about the labor disputes and how unhappy they are with the current economic systems and the owners doubling down on it, this is multiple, really since the last, the big lockout, you know, since the 90s, they haven't won a negotiation. I feel pretty, pretty confident in that. I wouldn't say that this last one was necessarily a win for the players. So they're still going to be going into the next one looking for more. They're going to be going into the next one with a, a reasonable chance that we're going to end up with another lockout or something of that nature again 
And now we've made it even more difficult because not only are they going to have the asking for the major league players, but they're going to be advocating to get correct, proper, fair treatment for all of the minor league players, something that that is a lot farther away than the major league players stuff is. So that basically triples the distance that they have to cover in this next, if not quadruples, the distance that they have to cover in this next round of vote negotiations when this next collective bargaining agreement comes up. That makes the chances of, again, another lockout, more labor issues infinitely greater than it was this time. And we already were worried about being able to have a season to be able to start the season. That was a real risk. That we had is- been talking about a lockout this last offseason since when we started the show um, yeah. in December 2020. I mean, we knew that it was inevitable that, that you know, the CBA agreement was going to be very contested. And yeah, I mean, this is definitely, um, look, for minor leaguers, huge W. They finally get a little bit of representation. They can finally unionize. They finally have somebody who's there on their side other than just the PA fighting for like the service time manipulation. That was pretty much the only thing that they cared about other than the, I don't even know. Was it like a mandate that they had to pay everybody more this year? Was was like that a rule or, or did just teams like voluntarily just say that they would pay more and give them housing? No, that was, that was the, all that they could get out of the minor league negotiations, I believe last year. Yikes. And okay. that most, and that mostly came because of the pushback to the whole, the A's refusing to pay anything yeah. for housing and all of that. That media shitstorm is really what created that. Whole Typical Oakland too. Yeah, you know. Oakland ruined it for everybody. Yeah, look, this is the best thing for the minor leaguers. This isn't the best thing for the necessarily for the fans or for the major league players. However, it's the right thing to do. They've helped secure the future of the sport that they're going to have justice, that they're going to be happy, and it's going to make things significantly better for everyone long-term, even if it hurts us in the short term. So I'm overall good with it. Brendan, would you say that the state of the onion is pretty good? Yeah, you know, I mean, look, you're right. Sure, the fans, like, might be, you know, it might affect the fans a little bit in the short term, but we watch the sport because of, the players right that's that that's why we're watching if the players are in good moods and they're happy then you know everyone's happy right i mean you like look at leagues like the nba whose players association essentially runs the league right is that is that fair to say yes they well they're they're the uh they're the example of what not to allow to happen as as much as major league is my my point, NBA players, because they basically get whatever they want, I mean, it's one of the most popular sports, not just in the U.S., but it's worldwide now, with the amount of, like, NBA coverage that there is. Just having players in good spirits in general, especially these minor leaguers who, you know, we've seen videos on Twitter of these guys and showing the living conditions in the past or whatever, just being able to, you know, these guys are happy. You know, who knows? 
maybe because they're actually being treated well, they'll start playing better. Like it, That's it's, exactly what it's, I was literally just about to bring up is, you know, some of these guys, they're not being paid well. They are having to work on their job in the offseason. They may not be able to get the highest nutritional standard that you're getting at the major league level. That's the stuff that helps build the body. You know, it's very fair to say that they're going to have significant improvement in the quality of the sport within 10, 15 years because oh, yeah. of proper treatment of these players because you're able to get it, get them to a spot. It's the same thing, Brandon. The two of us were talking about it a couple weeks ago. The fact that we do not support our Olympians to the point where they can, they can only focus on training for their sport. Like the countries that do relative to where they would be perform astronomically better. Like we'd be unstoppable on that level. And that's the same situation we're seeing here with the minor leaguers. There's so much room for improvement based along, along treating them well alone. Well, let me just say, if it's just very, like, ironic. It just takes the MLB so long to get around to do things. Thank God that they finally did, but it's just just how it is, you know. I mean, it's probably, like, 30 years too late that this happened, but it's fine. It's good. It's a good thing. Want to talk about some actual baseball, LJ? Why, of course. Because we got to talk about your Mets here. Because, look. I've been hearing a lot of talk. Oh, the Yankees are going to blow it. This, this, this. What about the other team in New York who's actually blown an 11-game lead? Who's actually tied for first place in the NL East? Who lost to the Pirates last night? The New York Mets. Um, You know, we talked about it a little bit at the end of last night's show for the power rankings. LJ still had them number one, and the Mets are going to win this first game with a doubleheader pretty handily, it looks like. But the Braves, since, what, May 1st, June 1st, have, other than the Dodgers, been the best team in the league? Probably. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact check that. But, the, you know, start of the season... I remember they were talking to Austin Riley. The Braves were like 10 and 12, and they were like, are you nervous? And he's like, no. Like, we're 22 games into the season. Like, we're we're absolutely fine. Braves are hot. And it's once again we're seeing this was kind of a case last year in the AL East where you have two legitimate World Series contenders that are going to be coming out of the NL East. And one of those teams is going to be stuck in the, in the wild card game in the wild card series. Yeah. And let's also, I feel the need to define the difference between those two sides and those two leads being blown. Let's remind ourselves again. I I still will contend regardless of, you know, all right. Yes. They've been, they've been down bad for the last couple of weeks, the Mets. But I wouldn't say that they necessarily played bad. No, like, like they. This isn't them dropping. This isn't them going twenty-seven and three over a month stretch. This is them, you know, having their first slow period of the year, and getting beat out by the reigning World Series champions, who got back their best player, had a 
downgrade, but not a terrible downgrade at first base. And they have the two front runners and really the only two players in the race for NL Rookie of the Year are in their lineup. You know, and that's without even talking about Von Grissom. Like, yeah, you know, you're you're ignoring this is probably the best overall rookie class that we have and might be the best that we've seen in a while. And that needs to at least be acknowledged. The fact that this group is that good, that these guys are that insane, that they're able to make up that track is purely because of all the talent on that roster. It's not a matter of the Mets necessarily blowing it as much as the Braves ripping it away from them. And I did fact check it. The Braves since June 1st have the best record in the MLB of 62 and 24. Um, the Dodgers are 60 and 26. So literally over the last 86 games, no one's been better than the Braves. And I don't think anyone's yeah, they've hit more home runs than anybody in that stretch. Um, somehow the Yankees at, are, are up there as well for home runs. Um, I say somehow, whatever. Um, it's not the point. Look, Atlanta's hot and they're getting hot at the right time. Well, I don't even know if I can say that they're hot. They've just been playing good the whole year. Like they, it's since June they've just been very time. hot for a very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. But this division race, LJ, I mean, DeGrom on the mound for game two of the doubleheader tonight. The Mets and Braves play, I think it's a four-game series, and that's both teams' second-to-last series of the season. As of right now, that's easily going to be the biggest series of the entire season, right? Right there? Yes, easy. And and that's that's like series defi- or season-defining play. This is the same you know what what even how do you even quantify it i would say that red sox yankees series in boston last year but that was a matter of that three three team wild card race and at that point you weren't taking either of those teams all that seriously mm-hmm. as world series contenders you hadn't as much as the red sox were you weren't looking at them like that from like you know beginning of august on they'd kind of faded out of that talk. These are these are the two two of the three teams most likely to win the World Series right now, I would have to say. Or my three favorite teams. Two of my three favorite teams going head to head winner takes all at the end of this. I just, you know, and looking at some schedules ahead, the Mets, so they got that doubleheader today off tomorrow and then in Miami for the weekend then Chicago and they played the Pirates again after that yeah can we the establish Braves. the the Mets should still technically be the favorites to win this division I'm just gonna say it right now I think Fangraphs has still yeah Fangraphs has them at a 61 percent chance to win the division Braves at 38 percent the only playoff um, team they have left is the Braves right and you know you look at the Braves schedule. All right, they're in Oakland, and they've been handling business there. They're off, and then they've got three games in Seattle against 
three really good pitchers. I mean, they got to face Robbie. I mean, this is projections right now, but I'm going to assume Robbie Ray, George Kirby, and then Marco Gonzalez. And that whole Mariners rotation, their whole, their whole pitching staff, bullpen included, has been excellent this year. Then Atlanta goes to San Francisco. And as of right now, it's looking like they're going to have to match up with Alex Cobb and Carlos Rodon, who have both been pitching excellent this year. Um, and, you know, it's like, sure, Atlanta's got a really tough schedule and the Mets have an easy schedule. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's the right take to say the Mets still have a ch- like still have the best chance to win this division. But it's still tied. They they mm-hmm. still have the same record. I mean, really, anything can, can can happen from from here. And I think that's why Fangraphs only has the Mets at a sixty one percent chance because it's. I mean, how many games do they have left? What are they at? Eighty five and fifty. They have a hundred. So they have thirty one games left. Both teams. I mean, did I do that math wrong? I. It's close enough. Um, close enough. Yeah. Still, still though, you know what I mean? Like it's. I, I honestly, here's here's the funniest part. Actually, two things, and then we can kind of wrap our way out of this. Sure. But the first thing that I notice here is we cannot undersell as much as we're talking about the pitching matchups being tough. This this is a eight game West Coast road trip over a week, ten day span. That is going to kill a team that's tough on a team, regardless of who's pitching. You know, those are those are the exact types of games that the A's every now and then will try to will find a way to squeak out. You know, it wouldn't shock me if they split here today. It just that's a hundred percent it's it's in play. You have a team that's just getting over, they're just starting to get the jet lag. And I wouldn't be that surprised. And if they don't, if it doesn't hit them now, it's going to hit them certainly midway through the Seattle section. And then they're going to be gassed by San Francisco. The other thing I wanted to mention here in the real wild card of all of this, because as much as that road trip could be a tough one for them, I'm not hundred percent convinced that the Mets will be able to pick up every single one of these games that they should be able to pick up because, you know, first off, they're not a sweepers team. They don't sweep very often that's not their that's not their makeup so you can't expect that and you also can't expect them to be playing perfect baseball for the next month so what the ultimate wild card of all of this comes into and it makes me laugh it's the philadelphia phillies is the wild card here it really is it the really phillies is. are a locked on playoff playoff team as far as i'm concerned right now it's not a matter of me saying if they make the whoa. playoff whoa Locked in to playoffs, even though they're tied for the last spot right now. Do you we, think that we had this whole conversation last night, Brandon? Remember, I don't. I am willing to bet that San Diego and Milwaukee aren't going to be able to manage to both play well. They're tied for the second spot, right? So, oh, sorry, I was looking. Yeah, you were looking I, at I, I with the Mets at, and the Braves in there. Yeah, no. I was looking, I was so confused. I was like, how can San Diego, all right, I got it. Yeah. No, so, you're, the Phillies are locked in. Phillies are definitely locked in. Phillies so. are locked in because I am willing to, I can guarantee you, San Diego and Milwaukee will not play, both play better baseball than them over the stretch. But 
this is a team that we've talked about all year is either going to play great baseball or downright terrible baseball. So they will either upset in either or both of these series. It could change just as easily over the course of those three days in between. They will either upset them, upset the Braves, or roll over for the Braves. And there is no in-between with this group. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. That is the key to winning this division right here is how the, the Phillies come into those two series. It's everything. LJ, let's talk about some closer intros. Let's talk about Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell has been coming out to let it go, like the Frozen song. Um, and fun fact, they they made the movie Frozen so that when someone looks up Walt Disney Frozen, it's not about his head being frozen. It's the movie. Um, the song Let It Go from Frozen is his walk-up, is his walk-in music. He changed it on August 21st to that. Has not allowed a hit in those six appearances. Has not allowed a run in those appearances. Um, I think closer intros are just kind of like the, the new thing. Like, I love it. It's, this it's should awesome. have been the Great. thing a while ago. Like, this is a thing, this is a trend that Boston and New York hopped on about 15 years early. Uh, and I think, like, the real, like, original closers intro, uh, or at least one that a lot of people know, of course, is Trevor Hoffman, Hell's Bells, you know, for 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 years. Trevor Hoffman and of course Mariano with Enter Sandman. You had Wild Thing. Um, I forget who, or is that just in the in that movie? I, th- I think someone actually came out to Wild Thing though, um, as a reliever. Jonathan Closer shipping up to Boston is one of the most iconic parts of that stretch. Um, who is your other closer you had there? Um, the Japanese guy. Oh, Koji. Koji coming out to. Darude Sandstorm. It's this awesome. has been a thing on East Coast for a while. <laughs> oh yeah, this is an East Coast thing for sure. Um, Edwin Diaz, of course, his just happens to be extremely catchy, extremely cool, and he's he's insane. It's a great, so. it's a fun song to listen to anytime. Like right, I won't right. say that at all of them, but I just, you know. It get it makes the sport so much better. Gets the fans involved. Gets the kids involved. How much do we talk about LJ? About how the base, the average age of the baseball fans is every year going up. They're having such a hard time attracting the youth to watch the sport. Mm-hmm. This right here 
is a perfect way to get the young kids involved. Because you know what? Now young kids are going to be walking out to the mound and they're going to be like, damn, it'd be really cool if I had some music playing right now. Or they're going to be, you know, it's just fun. Everyone likes fun stuff. There's no one that watches a closer intro with the music playing, the fans going crazy, and is like, oh, that's dumb. Like, I don't like that. Mute and it. if you do, the second they come in. And if you do, then just turn the game off. Like you you're you are so much fun at parties if 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 you're that person. I mean, it's a great thing. And Craig Campbell just making it a kid's song is 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 even better. All right, let's also let's not call it necessarily a kid's song. It's Disney. It's Everyone loves it. It is a family song. And I actually wanted to key in a little bit more directly on this song and why I think it makes such a kick-ass closer intro. It's not like this is the anti-closer intro. The majority of them are those big bass, guitar, all the like powerful make get you hyped up things necessarily like that. This doesn't have that same feel. It doesn't have that same effect. And it won't do the same thing to the fans up in the stands. It's going to get, everyone's going to get excited. Everyone knows this song is more the thing. You're not just going to be jumping around and screaming and getting crazy for it. I guarantee you, you know, especially by the ninth inning, everyone's actually shown up to Dodger Stadium at that point. So you have the full stadium singing, let it go. Is there a, is there a single person who you think, Brandon, couldn't, sing the words with the track going to that song because i'm pretty sure everyone's familiar enough with it even if you haven't seen the movie you've definitely heard the song somewhere and then you add to it the psychological effects of that song well first off the fact that everyone is singing word for word around the hitter to this song in unison as he's standing there getting ready to bat but it's also that this dude is crazy mentality that you see a lot, particularly with like basketball players. What the first thing I thought of when I saw this was Russell Westbrook pre-gaming to slow jams. It's the exact same thing. It's that counterculture. I'm a little crazy. I'm gonna do this differently. And it's just it's so off-putting that it's cool. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It is. It's awesome. And closer intros are here to stay. LJ, let's all right, let's spend a minute on this, I guess. Um the Yanks game game one of the Yankees doubleheader is about to start. We're facing a pitcher who's making his major league debut, and we decided to make it as easy on him as possible. Um is that fair to say? Um yeah, I I, I think so. I mean, they're like at a loss for words. You don't even know what to say when. Really, when I'm trying at- to decide whether I call this a lineup or I call this a list of names numbered one through nine. Do the Yankees just have a list of names here numbered one through nine? Um, you tell me, Brandon, as you read it out. And I've, All I've, right. I'll, I'll let you take the floor after this. I have one comment that I'll save till the end of your rant. Sure. No, I'm going to. I'm just going to read through the lineup and I, you know, I'm just going to say whether or not I think that like, I like it or not. All right. 
Leading off, Oswaldo Cabrera in right field. Nice to see the kid playing. I'm never going to, you know, we call them up for a reason. It's a doubleheader. Perfect. You know, lead off, maybe a little of a stretch, but he's been great in right field. So no problem with that, really. Judge DHing, perfect. Get him off the field for for at least this this uh, first game. No problem with that. All right. Uh, Glaber hitting third. It 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 could be worse. Um, he was lead off the other day, so uh, I guess it could be worse. He still has like a hundred way to runs created plus this year, I think. So league average hitter hitting third. That's better than what the Yanks have been able to do over the last few weeks. All right, now we get to four through nine. All right, we have making his Yankees debut. Making, I believe, his first MLB appearance in. Let me see if I pull it up. He had all right. So this guy has had one hit at the major league level in the last seven hundred and ten days. Ronald Guzman hitting cleanup for the Yankees in his Yankees debut, playing first base. Okay. Okay. This next one I forgot was still in the system. Miguel Andujar in left field was called up as the 29th man for the doubleheader for today. So, okay. You know, we do have Tim LaCastro on the team, but that's okay. Um, IKF at third. I guess my rant worked last night. LJ making his debut at third base this season. Emphasis Um, on debut. Sorry. Emphasis on debut. Yeah. Emphasis on third base debut September 7th. Um, Yeah, the guy that won the gold glove at third, making his first start at third this year. Beautiful. Estevan Florial in center. Um, He's kind of turned into like, he's the guy we put in in the ninth inning when we're up and we need a defensive center fielder. I like that. His bat is, is not good. Um. Higashioka catching is, is just a black hole on both sides. And then Oswaldo per, or Oswald Peraza at shortstop. Um, nice to see him at short. He's making his Yankee Stadium debut because he didn't play on Monday. Um, yeah, so this is a triple-A lineup. Uh, you know, judges on a rehab. Oh, sorry, never mind. This is this is the lineup for a major league game. Um, judges not on a rehab assignment. Uh, this is our 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 actual lineup today. You know, LJ, this guy Varland, what's his name? Something Varland, Louis Varland, good old Louis. Um, if he wants to do like his best Randy Dobnak impression today, would that be great? But with how bad this lineup has been, where you're talking where Aaron Judge was scored all three runs in this weekend series. And now we quite possibly roll out roll out a worse lineup today. We're gonna somehow score like eight runs, aren't we, LJ? Somehow, some way. I have one comment on this entire thing. Oswald Peraza is probably the guy. Yeah, I feel comfortable. He is the guy with the third most potential in this lineup. 
Yeah. And this is the in terms that, of major league ability right now, I also suspect he is probably the third guy in this lineup. Why are they giving their number two prospect in a team that is legitimately, you know, you have three major league players and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa in this lineup other than Peraza. So four, four major league players and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa in this lineup, and you can't justify putting Oswald Peraza any higher than ninth in the batting order? They hate him. Ronald Guzman has to hit fourth. He has to. They hate him, and I don't understand why. Oh, you want to know how we really hate him? LJ, ask me how Oswald Peraza debuted in the majors. How did Oswald Peraza debut in the majors? He got to pinch hit in the ninth inning with two outs of a 9 nothing blowout after we put in a position player to pitch the inning before. At least he wasn't the position player. This is the guy that you didn't... You didn't, the guy that you didn't get Pablo's, Pablo Lopez for. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not only that. You loved these infield prospects so much that you were like, we don't need to go spend money on a shortstop because we'll just get a stopgap shortstop, right? Yep. All of a sudden, your stopgap, they love him so much that now he is impeding the development of the guys that you you clearly value very highly because you didn't want to go get a big name shortstop this off season to begin with. It's I just every prospect that goes through this organization just gets absolutely thrown through the ringer for no reason. I mean, it's crazy. Clint Frazier, the amount that we screwed with that guy. Uh, and Duhar, even the amount that we screwed with him, and he got hurt too, which was was very unfortunate for him. Um, dude, you can go on and on. Greg Bird and, um, I mean, even Davey Garcia we've screwed around with so much, and he's on the roster because Josh Donaldson is on the paternity list. And, LJ, I don't know, but in New York State, you're allowed 12 weeks for – paternity leave um you know josh should really take those those 12 weeks i think he could he could really use it you know lj there's no better time than to spend with your newborn right i mean i would i would hate for him to have to you know spend a lot of time away from from his new kid absolutely hate it the here's the big trend that worries me i stand by this take that when you look at the stats, when you look at the personality type, right down to where he's from, Anthony Volpe is the guy who's going to come closest to what Derek Jeter meant to the Yankees fan base. He is the only guy I think can get close to that mark. You know, whether you look at the shortstop fact you, that he's potentially going to be the next great one for the next great shortstop for the Yankees, whether you look at the fact that he is a local kid, all of that points 
to being the Yankees golden boy for years. And with that comes the expectations of such. I'm fine. I support playing the long game with his development because you can't screw that up. You cannot afford, if you're the Yankees, to screw up his development process. You have to make sure you do everything in your power so that he hits. If they do a fraction of what they're doing to Oswald Peraza, to Anthony Volpe, once they finally start to realize it's time for him to start coming up, then there's no more hope for this group developing anyone. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm so scared for what we do with that kid because he's so freaking good, man. I mean, the stats that he's been putting up in the minors are no joke. He's so good. And I'm scared because you look at the team for next year, LJ. What do you do with IKF? He is arbitration this year. What, is he our starting shortstop next year? What do you do with all these guys? Because if you like Anthony Volpe a lot, and, I mean, he obviously is going to get invited to spring training. If he doesn't, that, 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 that's a travesty. What do you do with Peraza and Volpe and you have IKF? What do you do with these guys? Are the Yankees really going to? We value IKF so high. I can't believe they trade him. Is 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 opening day 2023 IKF our starting shortstop? I think, well, here's the question. Do you want the answer of what I would do or the answer of what the Yankees will do? What are the Yankees going to do, LJ? The Yankees are going to start IKF at shortstop. They're going to move on from Donaldson. Oswald Peraza will be the starting third baseman for the 2023 New York Yankees. Oh, that's just so bad. Arguably, actually, as I say it, that is probably the best course of action. Why not IKF at third? Because, well, it all comes down to long-term, where do you want both of those boys playing? I, I want I can I, no, not I, I want can't. Peraza and Volpe. Do you want Volpe at short, or do you want Volpe on a corner infield spot, or do you want Volpe at second base? If you want Volpe at short, I would rather have Peraza be the everyday third baseman and just get comfortable there in New York than I would have him at short and then a year later have him be the everyday third. Volpe is what from everything I've heard. It's not looking like he's going to be able to play on the left side of the infield. The arm is not there. So I want him at second. I want Peraza at short. And I want IKF at third. That's our best defensive alignment. And you okay, can't if, if that's your best. All the, all the DRS people are going to be, oh, well, uh, IKF, uh, he's he's fourth among shortstops in, in, in a DRS. Yeah, and you know what? Go look up the Trey Turner interview about a DRS for me. Go and do it because he literally is making fun of the stat, saying, you know, I played three feet back and all my metrics went up like tremendously, especially my uh, defensive run safe. It's it's a Mickey Mouse stat. It's 20 years old. We have so much better ways of evaluating defense. If you want to use it as a baseline and to compare it, go for it. But 
to just solely use that is like your defense. And that's what the Yankees have been doing with IKF when Boone said he's been one of the best defenders in the league this year. I just want the right guys at the right position and to not get screwed around by the organization. And I just worry about the fact that they haven't even considered him until today. If they haven't looked at it until today, they are not considering him for third base, probably ever. So realistically, you are looking at Peraza at third next year. It's going to be a... But I don't even know what you do with Donaldson. Like you can't move this contract. You're not. No one's taking on twenty-one million dollars for Josh Donaldson next year. They're just not. You would be surprised. We're stuck with them. We already took it on. We were the team that took on the bad contract. <laughs> I would love Gio Rochello right now. That would be fantastic. Actually, be wonderful. How come we couldn't just do like Gary for IKF straight up? Would that have been so bad? I don't, I don't know, man. Look, I don't know. Raw contracts are always more movable than you think. That's all I will say to that. You know, you. I mean, yeah. You link yeah. it with a prospect to the right team, and he's gone in a day. I mean, we've seen. I mean, Josh Donaldson's been on how many teams the last few years? So, yeah. If you were able to offload Adam Adovino with the season that he had had prior to that, you can do it with the Donaldson. I forgot about that. Oh my God. Yeah. That talk about a that salary. Worked out, that worked out well for everybody, I would say. For everybody, like Yankees, Red Sox, and now the Mets, it's working out. I mean, Adovino, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. That guy, he's been, he's been everywhere. It even worked out for Adam Adovino. But I think that's all I have, Brandon. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, Thanks for listening. Check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. We'll see you. See you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.